Welcome to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast, where we discuss how the gospel brings us together and keeps us together. We are your hosts, Kenny King. And I'm William Marshall, and we want to encourage Christians to think through how our lives and our churches can be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to the latest episode of Diversity in Fellowship. We're glad that you have joined with us. I am here with Pastor Kenny King, and uh, today we are talking about, well, we're talking about two specific events. At least that's going to be our starting point. Uh, two specific events that happened last week in our nation's capital. Week uh, of January 3rd. Yeah, right. I get confused because when stuff's going to be right, uh, when different episodes are going to air and thing. But yeah, so the so the week of January the third, yes, two events. Uh, the first event was the opening prayer for the new Congress uh, by Emmanuel Cleaver, who is a representative uh, and is also uh, a United Methodist pastor. He closed his prayer rather infamously by saying, "Amen and a woman." Yes, and. Uh, Many have been laughing about that and poking fun, and then also showing the uh, the the pretty serious error of of that approach. And so that's right. one event. Um, then the second event, which is probably the one that everybody has been talking about, uh, was uh, the insurrection at the Capitol, uh, the storming of uh, the Capitol building, and breaking into the Capitol building with numerous groups that were there and, you know, marching on the Capitol, uh, incited by the, the current president, the sitting president. And, uh, and so just, so those were two kind of different events that took place um, on, on, on this particular week. And everybody's kind of been talking about them and, and what they represent. And so, so Kenny, kind of uh, help us understand what these, um, what these two particular events can kind of represent. Yeah, first off, um, definitely want to clarify that what we are not doing is, is saying that these two events are in any way equal as far as their impact and as far as their, their consequences. Uh, the prayer didn't really hurt anybody uh, physically. Nobody died from it, anything of that nature. Uh, the insurrection at the Capitol is definitely much more serious. But what these two events do represent, uh, being that they both happened at the Capitol, is, is that you, you kind of see this uh, contrast between uh, the far left and the far right. Um, with, with the prayer, you kind of see the, the idea on the on the far left that we are going to um, try to be inclusive. The, the, the prayer um, was a prayer to Brahma, uh, mm. the Hindu god. So you have okay. a, a, a supposedly Christian pastor right. offering a prayer to Brahma and saying that all faiths worship the, the one true God, which right. is something that we would reject. Yes. Right. And then you have um, on the other end, the insurrection on the far right side, you have a kind of this marriage between, uh, you know, white Christians and um, President Trump and the mm. Republican Party. Mm -hmm. And so you see, you see at the insurrection, you have signs with, with Jesus 2020 on it. Yes. And you, you have the Christian flag yep. actually 
present during this uh, during this insurrection. And so what we see with these two events is along that with like Confederate along flags with Confederate flags, and right? Trump and flags Trump flags and, and yes, all these and nooses right. and all yeah, these different right, things. Right. But what we see is the danger of when you go to these extremes with with our faith, when we when we start to marriage, uh, marry Christianity um, with either the extreme on the left or the extreme on the right, what we get is something that is uh, very much distorted and mm. what ends up not being Christianity at all. Right. And, and these things, these what what we do, we have a tendency, even as those who may not say that we are far left or, or far right, we have a tendency to have some of those seeds within us. Mm, yes. And and those seeds they can impact our diversity and fellowship, our unity with right. one another. Yes. So brother William can um tell us how can these uh events like this and beliefs like this impact our diversity in fellowship. Sure. So, I mean, if you start if you start with a prayer, right? There is this kind of call for unity, right? All these we want all the faiths to be represented and we want everybody to feel good and everybody's going towards essentially the same God even though we call him by different names. Yes. I'm not sure that they would put it that way, but 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 that's kind of, you know, this this kind of unity, but there's a complete lack of truth. So it's it's unity without any truth, any basis for truth. Yes. Um, and and I think, although we would, you know, some would look at that, those who are more in the middle, if you will, or um, you, they would look at that and say, well, that's obviously ridiculous, and that's awful, and that's whatever, and yet there can still at times be this Hey, you know, unity, you know, who who cares what we believe and who cares about right? Yeah. And so I think you can there can be that what well, you you called it a that seed of, you know, it, it's not this full blown radical, I'm gonna pray to the Hindu God along with the Christian God, but there is this this error that can creep in yeah. of I you know, I think this you know, I think this is um uh you know, we, we can we can compromise on some of these areas. Yes. Now again, Obviously, uh, there are times when you can compromise on certain things, but if you're compromising on um, essentials, then you're in trouble. Yes, you know, even if you're not in this kind of far crazy, you know, you're in trouble if you start compromising on essentials. And right. so, I, I, I think we see churches, we see individuals, uh, definitely see denominations kind of moving along those lines, and so we have to be very careful about letting that small seed happen. So, what, what's maybe the seed that you see coming? Um, in the insurrection in that in that event, yeah, in, in the insurrection, what you have here is a a, a form of worship without yeah. truth. So you see in both events that what's lacking here is is a truth, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And so in the insurrection, you have a, an idolatry, right? They're not mm-hmm. worshiping the one true God, even mm-hmm. though some of them believe that they are yep. doing God's will in mm-hmm. in storming the Capitol. What you what you have here is they have elevated um, President Trump to a level mm. that he, that is even beyond God because mm. they are clearly not following anything that the Bible would have us to do in regards right. to to how we respond to these different situations, which which we'll get to a little bit later. Mm. Um, you 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 see a worship without truth in the form of it, uh, of a racist um, point of view, yeah. like, right. like we believe that. 
that we're equal in the in the eyes of God. So, mm-hmm. but but what you see in these scenes with the insurrection is you you see the Confederate flag being marched clearly throughout um, mm-hmm. the Capitol, right? right. It's one and of the, the images the videos, that there. Yeah, that's seared in my brain is the Confederate flag. But you also see outside of that a noose hanging, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're yeah. we're ready to hang people, and, right. and the kind of the imagery that comes with that from slavery, mm-hmm. um, how how these, you know, this racism, this idea that we can continue to hold to these symbols, and, and just right. um, it, it's going to be it's a worship saying that we're go, we're willing to to um, hold on to these symbols that that represent us. Um, even though they exude so much racism and, and mm. hatred, this yeah. is what we believe in. And mm. then it, it's just the, the truth of violence, right? Like we're going right. to, the falsehood of how violence will accomplish yeah, what you want, right? For, yeah. for, uh, for God, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like this idea that we can, we can worship God with this violence somehow that mm. we, we're doing God's bidding somehow, Right. By by disobeying his commands right. and just going in and and trying to um, by force hmm. do what do God's will, hmm. and so you have this this worship this belief that we're doing God's will, and and not only that we're doing God's will, but we're elevating this man up to be a, a chosen one. Hmm. Like we're going to do His will, but while also believing that we're doing. We're doing God's will, and and that can be uh, really dangerous, and it can it can impact our diversity and fellowship when, right. when when brothers and sisters in Christ look at those look at those images hmm. and, and say, how in the world can right. you know my my majority culture, my white brothers and sisters, hold to these beliefs? Right, right. Like, how, how am I going to be a part of of any faith with them hmm. if this is what they hold right. to, right? And so, I mean, that that's kind of the response of of um, minority brothers and sisters in Christ when when they see things like that. What are what are some other responses that you are seeing? Um, surrounding these events that happened, right? So the big one that I I've seen in a lot of again, these are not. I think what's hard, and again, we want to emphasize this. The um, the guy, you know, Emmanuel Cleaver is would would claim to be a Christian pastor. Yes, there were numerous people in the in the insurrection who would claim to be. I mean, they're holding up flags. flags yes, Jesus saves. Jesus twenty twenty. They're praying. They're doing right, all types of stuff. Yeah, right? I mean, like like, and so you, you have to understand that in one sense. I mean, what we're talking about to the right, to the left, are people who at least proclaim Christianity. Now, yes. some of that, their their claim there is uh, suspect. But I but I do think the other thing that's hard is that when I, in, in seeing people respond, right? you know, one of the things that I've seen over and over and over again repeatedly in response to the insurrection was, yeah, but what about the Black Lives Matter protests and, uh-huh. and the riots that resulted, last, right? I mean, yes. nobody was upset about those, and everybody thought that those were okay, and... Uh, and they'll they'll point out to obviously bias media, which I think we have to recognize is true, is real, uh-huh. right? The media is going to be biased, and yet it's almost like they're what they're saying is because of those those riots and the violence that happened with those were looked at as okay by the media. Yeah, we should be able to look at what happened at the Capitol and be okay with that. Yes. 
but that's a terrible response. Right. Right. And and so, I mean, I, I think, again, it's like this, what the biased media did and was wrong and, you know, and, and wrong for saying that, that violence was okay or, or trying to minimize the violence. Right. That was wrong. We Yeah. We, you and I talked about that in one of the right. podcasts. Right. We, you know, it's one thing to protest. It's another thing to riot. Yes. You know, to destroy. And uh, those are those are two different things. Um, and yet it's like, but that that's that's the first thing we're going to turn to uh-huh. when we see something happening that's clearly wrong. We try to justify it. Yes. Right? I mean, it's this attempt to justify what, quote unquote, our side is doing. Yes. Um, even though they would want to distance themselves from that side. You know, I haven't seen a whole lot of people who, you know, who are like on my social media feeds that are like, well, if I'd have been in Washington, I would have marked, you, you know, like, I, <laughs> thankfully, I'm not friends with folks who would say, right. you know, those types of things. If I'd have been there, I'd have marched with them and I'd have been. But I have seen people. I mean, the, the, the thing that I see over and over again is, yeah, but what about those riots? And what about, you know, BLM? And I'm like, if 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 you're if that's your first thought, if that's what you're going to if that's the message you're going to tweet out or the message you're going to put on Facebook, then you really need to stop and say, why am I so quick? Yes. To, in one sense, attempt to justify or defend, even though they'll say, I'm not trying to defend it, I'm not trying to defend it, but what about, and I'm like, yeah, you have to understand. Now, I think something that's, that could be helpful for folks, Kenny, and I think you can articulate this well, what, what, why should we see those, of those protests as two different things? Because I think this is important for yeah. diversity and fellowship. Why should we see those protests as different? Well, we, we, we should see them as, as different because in, in one situation, in, in, when you're talking about the insurrection, what you're looking at is the president of the United States right. inciting a crowd to go do Right. Something right to, mm. to go uh, march on the Capitol. And so in in one sense, you have the power structure actually giving um, mm. giving approval yes. to what these people are about to do. That's not the case when it when it comes to Black Lives Matter protests and riots. Mm. And, and and whereas some people would say, what about Black Lives Matter protests and riots? I mean, a, a lot of people that I'm saying are saying the same thing, but they're meaning something completely different about it. Mm. So so what you see is a difference in the police response yes. when it comes to uh, Black Lives Matter's protest and what we saw at the insurrection. Mm. Uh, the insurrection, you saw the police were were completely outmanned. Right. They yes. were unprepared. And, right. and we I, I think it's been <laughs> written across all mm-hmm. all different belief ideologies whether you're left or right that they were unprepared to yes. deal with that crowd and the question is why were they unprepared right they don't ever seem to be unprepared when it comes to black lives matter right. protests and that's what, that's ready. what i'm seeing from people that say yeah. like they they have riot gear they are ready the national guard is is ready to go like right. there is no no being unprepared when it comes to the black lives matter protests there, there are arrests immediately. You know, yeah. like if you're there, mm-hmm. you're getting arrested and yeah. they are prepared to do what they have to do. But but you see this imagery at the at the Capitol and you see police helping people down mm. steps and you see right. police standing around with sure. the, with people inside the Capitol. And we would say that that's a difference in how they deal with. Mm. Uh, Black Lives Matter protesters right. who are predominantly African-American versus mm. uh, the people who were at the Capitol who were predominantly white. 
Mm-hmm. And so we, we would see a discrepancy into those two things and saying, mm-hmm. okay, while you're trying to justify it and saying, what about these protests? We would say that they come down a little bit harder on those protests versus yeah. uh, the protests at, at the Capitol. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so there, there are several different reasons why uh, these two things are different. I would say also that uh, one set of protests deals with a long history right. of verifiable mm-hmm. injustices against a group of people. Right. Like even if you don't believe racism exists in, in a systemic, a systemic form now. Right. I think we can all agree that it once did in the form of slavery mm. and Jim Crow and redlining and segregation right. and all these other things. And so what we're dealing with now with Black Lives Matter protests is all the consequences and distrust that that still kind of mm. exist from all those generations of of racism in the past. But what are we dealing with with the insurrection? We're dealing with an idea that an election was yeah. stolen. November 3rd, right 2020. Now, right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, we mm-hmm. have no, there, there has been no evidence in the past right. of elections being stolen. Like, we, we, we've had discrepancies within right. elections and elections yep. being challenged. But the idea of of elections uh, being like our election system being completely mm-hmm. uh, beyond repair when you have the judicial system saying that, hey, none of this right. when you have the <laughs> none of this uh, measures up right. when you Little, have the eternal I mean, general saying, right, right, we have found no no. Uh, <laughs> No, no election schemes are right. Let's uh, just be honest. Right. There's there's more evidence for systemic racism. Yes. Than there is for a stolen election. Right. Would you agree with that statement? Absolutely. Right. And yet it's like we yeah, want to get fired up about, yeah. well, you know, so that leads to kind of my a, 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 a different question. Right. Because we're talking about the stolen election. I mean, that right. was what was really driving the. Uh, the insurrection was the the rally was called Stop the Steal, right? Yes. And so that was kind of what it was about. So so let me throw out a hypo- hypothetical at you, right? Because I've seen some other people kind of with this response. What if the election really was stolen? Okay. How do you then? How do you ha- then? How should we approach the insurrection? Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like uh, what if if let's just say this way? I'm gonna go real hypothetical crazy. Let's say that in the next week or so, there's news that comes out that the the election was absolutely stolen. Yeah, that you know Georgia mm-hmm. and the, some of the other debated states, it was stolen there. Mm-hmm. Do we then say, well, those guys were right to storm the Capitol? Absolutely not. <laughs> 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 Can you walk us through why, even in that right. situation, in that scenario, it would still be wrong? It would still be wrong because that, I mean. First, I mean, it's violence. You're yeah, once right. again, you're people die, like, man. People straight up got murdered Good because uh, of, of the actions of some people who even profess to be Christians, right? Yeah. Um, and so that's wrong. And you you think about like when Jesus is getting arrested, he's like, "My kingdom is not of this world." Right. Like, don't don't cut off the man's ear right don't, <laughs> Come on, don't Peter. do this right Come on, Peter. like don't do that right you know this is what needs to happen and so we believe in the sovereignty of god yes if the election was stolen mm-hmm. uh, we believe that god would bring it 
to light. We believe mm-hmm. that God has put systems in place to yeah. where those things can be addressed. And so we like we have a judicial system. Yeah. Right. You take those things to court. There, there, there was a proper way to deal with it. And they did do that. They went mm-hmm. through the courts and they lost. That's right. There was no dramatic point. There's zero. Of it. There's just zero. Little no, to zero. know. Right. I like, mean, it just doesn't nothing. matter what which what kind of judge it was, whether it was mm-hmm. appointed by Trump, even mm-hmm. like they all dismissed all right. these lawsuits that were brought. I mean, in one sense, and you would say, too, if if certain information does come out, I mean, like you you would say, I mean, what you would be saying is, is that see the system works, right? Yeah, <laughs> this is why we didn't need an insurrection. Yeah, because eventually it came out, right? You know, and now we can try to deal with that and approach that. So, I, yeah, I just you know, it's again, I hear that excuse. I mean, I hear that a lot. That's one of those responses. Of, well, maybe the election really was stolen, right? Um, what about so so kind of another one that I that I've heard is, um, well, we don't. The insurrection and even the prayer thing, right? Yeah. These are just the radicals, uh-huh. right? We don't even think those people are Christians. And so that that's not a real reflection of who we are. Yes. How would you how would you respond to that, Kenny? I would say that that that's one of the phrases that get th- that gets thrown out whenever we see something so horrible in our nation. Mm-hmm. Like we, we say things like this is not who we are as Americans because we we want to believe that these are aberrations versus mm. this is who we are. Mm. And I would say that um, we need to be honest about yeah. who we are. We just yeah. really do need to be honest about who we are. Like we, we may not have gone to the insurrection but mm-hmm. we we may be people who are really trying to justify what they did. Yep. We may not be people who who support the the rioting and the looting that happens at Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. uh, protest. But we may be okay with them doing it. Right. And, and so we have to realize that we all have this tendency, this bias to mm-hmm. to try to say the other side is worse or, or yeah. to try to have our way um, by means that are not godly or mm. are legitimate. And but the good news is in admitting that this is who we are. We can thank God that we have been forgiven through Jesus Christ. That's right. That repentance is a gift, right? right? Gift from God that when we turn from our sins and trust in Jesus Christ, he can give us this new heart and this new mind to where we won't continue to hold on to these things. Right. Like th- this is not about, you know, getting prayer back in school or and, and <laughs> I guess the mm-hmm. example of the prayer on on, on uh, the third should be an, a reason That's why we really do helpful. not want prayer in school. That's a great right? example. It's it really great, is. Right. Yeah. This is not about trying to to go back to the good old days or or make America a, a Christian nation again or any of that type of stuff. This is about truly acknowledging who we are, that we are all fallen, that we all believe mm. some crazy stuff, and, and we yeah. all do horrible things. Yeah. But that praise be to God that Jesus has um, taken upon our sin and died on the cross that we, and rose from the dead, that we may have everlasting life if we believe in him. So wow, this good. idea that this is not who we are, yes, this is who we are. We are yeah. capable of horrible, horrible things. Well, and I think too. I mean, I like again, and this is part of the reason why we wanted to have this discussion is that it's so easy for us 
as people who see ourselves as more level-headed and right we just dismiss the radicals yeah right whether it's left or right you know we would never pray such a ridiculous prayer or think that's whatever right. we would never march on the capitol or put horns on our head or right i mean we yeah. kind of view those radical things and we're like you know whew, i'm just glad i'm not like them just and then what we don't do is actually I really like that that term you use. We don't look for the seeds of those errors in our yeah. own hearts and in our own minds, right? Because they may be they they probably are some of that there. Yes, and I, I think that's what's you know one of the things that's been helpful for for our relationship and for what's happened here at the merge is that the Lord is is in a very gracious and loving uh, way, consistently showing me areas where I've just thought, ooh. I probably need to repent of it. Like, yeah, I think I've struggled. I think I've probably said that before, and that is a really terrible thing to say, right? You know, or I've thought this before, and that's there. You know, there is some there's some racism in that thinking. Uh-huh. You know, and yeah, and so you, you, if we need to, man, we have got to learn to to just humble ourselves. I mean, that right, right? that that we are sinners, that we have, um. You know, I mean, I, I get I get frustrated sometimes. I, I see people saying all the time, well, I didn't own a slave, or I didn't, you know, and you can't. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, right? Uh, but, right. But, but what are your racist tendencies? Yes. And I mean, and, and it's almost like, well, I'm not racist. I'm not a racist. And I'm like, <laughs> if, if you don't think that you're ever, like, thinking in the us, us versus them type categories, right. or my group, whatever that group is, is better, or what... Like you're just not. I just don't think you're being honest with yourself, right? right? And so yeah. at some level, we have to be honest with ourselves. And I'm not trying to say let's all feel, let's all come up with some ridiculous reason to feel guilty, and I'll feel guilty. And did it. it's not that. It's let's just be honest. Yeah. Well, I think probably what we would say, and we've said this before. Let's let's really dig deep into what the Bible teaches about depravity. Yeah. Because that's probably where we're. It's like, well, I may be depraved, but I'm not. Or I'm not that bad. Or know? like we say, you know, the, the whole point of one of the points of diversity and fellowship is that a lot of the blind spots that you yes. do have, yes, <laughs> they start to be uncovered. Like you're That's asking right. people who look like you yeah. or, or like ask people who <laughs> don't, <laughs> like ask people who help. don't look like you if you're racist. Right. That's right. Yeah. Like, like ask somebody who who you who you who knows you a little bit better, but don't mm-hmm. look like you. Yeah. And who's reading your Facebook post, your yeah. social media post, and ask them. They might say, yeah, you're racist in this way. Yeah. Or right. or if you believe that you don't hold to some of these social gospel um, mm. tendencies that, yeah. mm-hmm. that that were displayed with Emmanuel Cleaver. Yeah. Like, ask somebody who knows you, yeah. like, who doesn't look like you. And That's they good. may tell you very, very much so. Yeah, you, you do have a tendency to hold to some of these social gospel things that are not compatible with. With the true gospel, yeah, that's good. And so that it's really important that we dig deep in our hearts, but also dig deep with with brothers and sisters who don't look like you, yeah, that's and, good. and who are not like you, so that you can. So some of those things can be revealed. That's why God gives us the church, right? That's right. So that we can have brothers and sisters who can who can speak into our lives in a loving manner and and reveal to us things that may be blind spots to us. Yes, yeah. iron sharpens iron. Yes, yeah. So. Cool. All right. Well, what uh, what is our diversity and fellowship resource for this week, Brother Kenny? All right. Diversity and fellowship resource is an article by Russell Moore. Highly read it, recommend this yes, article. Yes, very good. Right. Mm-hmm. And the title of it is The Roman Road from Insurrection. Yeah. So we'll put a link to it in the podcast notes and 
really strongly recommend that everyone reads that article. It's good, brother William. It's good. All right, crazy let's, question. Hold on, I gotta get I gotta get our jingle right. <laughs> Come on, if you hear this sound, you know what time it is. You know, just one more time. You know what time it is. It is time for our crazy oh, question. It's never going to get old, Kenny. It's never going to get old. All right. Crazy question. So here's the here's the crazy. Here, uh, you ask it, and I'll answer it first. All so right. Can- crazy question is: okay. What silly law would you like to see passed? Okay. So I think I've talked about this before on uh, one of the uh, one of the previous podcasts, but. Uh, I just, I just, I'm in. I'm reading like I think I'm reading two or three books right now that have uh, end notes. <laughs> and so I would like to pass a law that any publishing house that publishes a book with end notes would immediately be closed for like six months. There we months. go. You can't publish any more books for six <laughs> you months. Got to be heavily penalized because that is a ridiculous format for <laughs> publishing books. Why in the world? Wow. Would, I don't even understand why it's a thing. Yes, it's so ridiculous, uh-huh. and so we need a silly law. We we did we we should give a caveat here. We we these are silly laws, right? These right. are not. If obviously we wanted serious laws, we'd come up with something else. So so my silly law is any any book, any publishing house that publishes a book, publishing house is that right? Any publisher that publishes a book with endnotes, no more publishing right. for six months. Okay, what would be your silly law that if you could get it passed? You would make it happen. One of my pet peeves is Uh-oh. people jaywalking, like in front of the. That's v- already a law, road. Kenny. No, That's no, no. a real law. No, no, man. no. I, you gotta, you gotta hear me out. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's like walking in front of the vehicle, like blocking the street, like walking and not moving when you're driving oh, down the street. Oh, oh man. man, that that. <laughs> That kills me. So you know how, like, but the that's government... that's already illegal. No, no. The government okay. passes laws, like, ve- all vehicles have to have seatbelts, and all vehicles yes. have to have, like, a, a certain amount of fuel efficiency and all yeah, this right. other stuff. Mm-hmm. I want the government to pass a law that... Uh, it's going to be probably a, a, a law package, but they need to pass a law that all vehicles need to have, like, rubber material, like bumper cars, mm. like the bumper cars have where you bump into people, but it's, it's not really nudge. a wreck. We call it nudging material. Yeah, just nudging kind of nudge, material. We're just going to nudge them over. Nudging material, and you could actually hit them. You can nudge them. You can nudge them. Like, yes. make, them, make them fly a little bit. The nudge law. <laughs> you can nudge them without actually getting in trouble. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's what I need. Yes. I need that law that to be passed. Law. I, I mean, I say it all the time. Like, I really right. do need this to happen. That right. I want to be able to nudge them. Yeah. Like, make them lose nudge. their breath. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I don't need to nudge them and just hit them a little <laughs> bit. I need them to lose their breath. Like, right. to make them feel like their life might be a little bit yeah, in danger. Just enough so that they will never, they will never do it again. Do that yes. Again. This is what I need to happen. Those are silly laws that will never (laughs) be passed, but would be fun. I'm holding out hope for mine. You're holding out hope for the nudge law. All right. Well, good stuff. Thank you guys so much for uh, listening in, and we will catch you again next week. God bless you. Thanks so much for listening to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast. If you want to join the discussion, please send us your questions and your comments to diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. That's diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, keep laboring by God's grace to be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ.